if you're seated, for instance, or you're standing, and when you breathe, if you're not getting air to expand in all the available directions of the rib cage, you're only going to be able to move towards the area of expansion. For a lot of people who are trying to jam themselves posturally into these shoulders back, weight in my toes, chest puffed out, the only way that I can expand is going to be forward and up, which is actually going to keep perpetuating my falling forward uh, mechanism that's going to keep everything tight along the backside and it's just going to it's a vicious cycle where people just lack the awareness to know that there's another way to do it welcome to reconsider i'm bill hartman this is the podcast to challenge you to ask better questions to look beyond traditional models of thinking and arrive at better health and fitness solutions reconsider mm-hmm. posture and movement <laughs> behaviors yeah but that's that's a really good because that's something i have to that's something i fight constantly with clients too is it's like well yeah i've really been trying to work on my posture because they come to me okay and what's, the, what's the correct what is the correct answer to that like 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 when when somebody says well i'm trying to use good posture was it the one that your mom said yeah right? exactly i got news it, for you no i got news for you I'm sure you had an outstanding mother. My mom, my mom is an outstanding human being. To this day, she she remains the 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 icon of all mothers. Right? She is it. Like she is. She is like as far as she doesn't curse. She doesn't drink. She never smoked. She is. She. You know, she is the the nicest. She's still she's still working. She's very industrious. She's still working. She's eighty nine years old. She's still working. And Unbelievable. Like, like, like it's she's hard to track down because she's too busy. I can't talk to you right now. I'm too busy. Oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Okay. She doesn't know what good posture is. She knows what she what she thinks is pretty, right? But yeah. the, the, but here's the mistake. Here's the mistake. There is not one. Posture is determined by context and structure and what is best under one circumstance is not best under the other. Trying to chase one is the problem. People yeah. come to us with limited options and therefore um, that that becomes the issue. That's why you get load on structure. That's why you get funky tensions that you don't like. That's why you can't sleep on your right side anymore because your right hip hurts or your right shoulder hurts is because you have a limitation in options. Because so you don't chase the one. There's not one optimal for anything, right? Well, because that's a static. That's a static representation. If there's right. a, yeah. a snapshot in time. Hang on. Let's not knock static representations because we do have to use static representations to teach people end positions of of movements that they need to acquire to expand the range of options. So there's nothing sure. wrong with static. The, the, the well, thing that's can wrong be, yeah. is that there's one, like there's like the, oh, you know, like the, the, the grand poobah of postures. Oh, if you can just attain this, everything will be fine. It's like, and there's, there's exercise systems and, and strategies and, and stuff that we could name out loud that, that are chasing that. And, and it's absolutely wrong. It, it, it gives the wrong, um, uh, concept, like for people. To um, um, move toward, it is the wrong. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ugh. This is model. Age- no, it's the age-related decline thing that's catching. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. I have Alzheimer's.
Well, it's cool because you can you can him and haul all you want, and I'll just edit it to make it seem like you just snapped right to it. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I when in reality, like the, my I'm edit like people have no idea if my editing skills aren't just so fantastic that there aren't moments where you're just sitting there staring at the screen. <laughs> It's like we've lost, we've lost Bill again. He's he's faded out. It's like, uh, uh, this is this is this is the blooper reel. Right. Sometimes here. sometimes people sometimes they don't even know that you might just get up and walk around every once in a while. I'm like Bill, Bill, where where'd you go, Bill? Uh, no, it's just it 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 it's it's unfortunate because. And I don't know, maybe we can blame mothers from the 50s or something like that, or charm Well, school, I think... Where they had to walk around it, with a book on their head. Yeah, like, I was just like, about to bring up those este, those aesthetic schools and those charm yeah, schools well, and things because, like that. Because, again, it's like, it's like okay, um, they were not worried about discomfort, right? Well, pain was... Beauty and pain were the things that were oh, supposed well, to be together. High heels high heels, and a corset. Let's, let's, let's just throw those into the mix, right? Okay, yeah. Um, probably... You know, set some standards that are, are probably unnecessary or or ineffective. Um, but yeah, but 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 some of that stuff is is probably the foundation for why this whole posture thing exists, right? Yeah. When, when the reality is, it's the dynamic. We are movers. We are not. We are not meant to be um, entirely static. We need to acquire positions. Again, like when we talk about static stuff, we're we're chasing an end position so you know where you can go, right? You have to establish that first. Then you can move through an excursion to get there. That's why a lot of the initial programming that you'll see is static in nature because these people need to acquire these positions so they have a place to go. We're actually creating a space that you can move into that you could not move into before. You have to access you that. Can. Through that path of motion, you can you can choose any moment through that path and have a static excursion or a static you know uh, repetition. So right. The middle of the squat, top of the squat, bottom right. of the squat. You can pause at any moment and try to change Correct. the shape in that position. Right. What 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 people try to do, unfortunately, is they try to move through the full excursion first. Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. You have to capture the end position first. The one thing, my least favorite book of all time is Seven Habits of Highly Seven Habits. Yes. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Worst book ever written. I thought we were going to talk about specific books and people. I don't know. This like Okay. This this is actually one of the Millions this is copy. one of the this is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about on this podcast, but I it's <laughs> I, I don't want to get too into it because because I I enjoy that book and I think it's useful for people to use some of it as I think a model the first thinking. chapter I think the first chapter was useful. Okay. After that, yeah. I, what is what is your after name? that I could just throw it out in the street and I get the same result. So the most important thing the most important thing in that book it, it, there's a single statement. In that book, that that solves the problem, and that is begin with the end in mind. That's chapter two. It's got to be the beginning of it then, because, like I said, I just, I, 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 <laughs> well, honestly, let's let's talk let's talk about the seven habits. 
be proactive. So these are these are actually good mental models to use. And I, I having read the book, and I actually disagree uh. with you about this. I but I know other people that said this this book sucks. I I don't agree. I think that at least if you just if you were just to look at the summary of the book and just understand a quick summary of it, I think it would be very useful. Be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. So that's your one questions. What are the one things? Think win win. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Synergize and sharpen the saw, or in continuous progress for yourself. I don't Ugh. see any. I don't see any issue. So th- There's nothing. I, I don't know. I just like literally. It, it's it's the sleepiest book I think I've ever read. Yeah, but you're also the type of guy. And don't try to listen to the audiobook. I, I mean, I think that's. I think I did. Well, I would. I would suggest anyone go and just read a summary of the book. Let's say that. Come up with. If we're trying to get people to ask the right questions, we that take they, the for themselves. With some of the some of the nonfiction uh, uh, websites that that give the uh, the short versions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could like HubSpot. You mean? I'm just well, I'm looking at the, the HubSpot right now. Blinkist is probably another one. The, hey, Blinkist, cool. uh, come come talk to us. Yeah, I don't want to get too <laughs> much into the the seven habits, but I do believe that in terms of mental models, they can be very useful. And I would say, I just didn't like you. You were you were bored. You were bored by the book, which I can get. You've, um, it's funny that I, I wasn't planning on talking about the posture and moving behavior stuff today, but I just said it and it really like struck, struck a nerve with you and you went into like a two minute, two minute it's, diatribe about it. Well, but hang on, hang on, hang on. It's one of those things that if people could understand that quickly. Yeah, that's why we're talking about it. It would solve, it would solve so many problems. Yeah. Because because the concept of chasing the one is almost always the mistake. Sure, and that's you know that one of those that's a kind of a good mental model to think of too. Like what are the lowest hanging fruits? What are the things that if people understood well would take care of a lot of other things? Like which what would have what would have the greatest trickling down effect for a lot of people? And I think when when it comes to a lot of health issues and wellness issues. I often ask, end up asking potential clients and future clients about their sleep because if you don't have good sleep and you're not getting good sleep, it just it it literally changes everything. Yeah, and that's, that's like a really really good example of. There's a there's a chapter on sleep and all getting no pain. Yeah, in in the book. The book. Should we, should we call it the book? No. no. And well, I think I think that's how I'll refer to. Or I, we're referring to Bill's <laughs> book, All Gain No Pain. And now there will be an image of that book on the screen again. I'm going to put as many opportunities to put you shirtless on this podcast as possible. <laughs> Just Bill's fifty year old ripped body. Fifty year old. Yeah. yeah. That was a long. It was, it was years ago. It was years ago. How many Batman movies ago was that? Oh gosh. Six years. It's got to be two, at least two. Yeah. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity for anyone that's listening that we hasn't clicked off after the first 30 seconds, where half of the people click off the video. I'm going to keep editing to try to fix that problem. But uh, <laughs> if you if you can think of if you're listening to this and you're watching us on YouTube, which I suggest for even if you are an audio podcast person, give the YouTube video a shot because there's some funny clips in it, and uh, it's cool to see us sort of talking to each other. I think, but Coming back, circling back to that whole idea of the what are the things, what are the big rocks in terms of things that if people understood would help them immensely. 
if yeah. you have a good idea of that or like a, an example of that, leave it in the comments and we can have well, a little bit of a discussion there. Okay. So, so, um, let me, let me make reference to a conversation I had recently. Sure. With one of my kids that's, that's working in the pros. And, and so he's, in, he's very, very much in charge of many aspects of, of the uh, culture upon which all of their processes are based. Okay. And what people don't do is they don't establish a personal culture that a an active lifestyle can be superimposed upon. Mm-hmm. Like like they think that oh I just need to go out and I need to do any kind of exercise or or I need to do this kind of exercise because this influencer says do this, right? When that person, if they had followed that guy long enough, they would probably recognize the fact that, oh, he said something that was in conflict with that, like last month, because he just needs content. Yeah. Right? Um, no, you need to, you need to create this, this personal culture. And, and so this is a foundation. It was like, well, okay, if you exercise, do you have the capacity to recover from exercise? Right. So the recovery element of it, like, has to be part of the foundation, which you mentioned sleep. So now we have to mention, like, um, fluid replacement, we have to mention nutrition, etc. Like these are all foundational concepts that if you don't have them in place, guess what? None of the other stuff works nearly as well as it could. You might get some benefit of, of it, but if you put all the all the bricks in place, you now have a foundation upon which to build. You do this progressively, of course. You don't try to throw all of this, you know, on the table at one time, but but these these behaviors do need to become an established um, part yeah. of your, just just your natural normal behavior, right? Because if, if if they don't, then everything else suffers. Right, and let's let's use that as a segue. We're, we're going to get into the the rock, the big rocks for posture, and just we'll call it just like movement behaviors in general. Just, mm-hmm. but going back to the format of the podcast, which I'll remind you of again. Uh, as talking about the history, the history of things, like what people currently believe, and then how what we're asking them to reconsider. I think we already touched on the history a bit. It's you know coming from the beauty pageant, uh, the the uh, charm school type of uh, aesthetics etiquette. of etiquette, etiquette school, having the book on your head, shoulders yeah. back, chest out, uh, sucking your sucking your belly in, being up on your on your toes, and then. All of these things have implications on center gravity and just gravity management in general, and yes. will actually change the anytime you anytime you have muscle contraction, you will actually change the shape of the container. Right. So, so you're using an intentional strategy to achieve an outcome that you think is desirable without considering the negative secondary consequences of such. And so, so this goes with the exercises that you are already doing that may seem productive because everybody's doing them, right? Or again, you chose a strategy that, that presents an aesthetic, but it, but from a behavioral standpoint, like I said, the secondary consequences are, are actually quite negative. Sure. Yeah. And that's, it's just really important for people to understand that even if there were specific things about posture that everyone needed to do, there's such a level and a layer of idiosyncratic, like there's such an idiosyncratic nature to all of this stuff. So every individual person is going to have to be in certain positions because they can only access certain positions. 
And amongst a, an entire group of people, that might vary slightly. So we call that like, you know, attract attractor states versus fluctuator states. Right. Right. So like what that's are the things? Yeah, and that's a little too sciencey, but we'll we'll make it make it a little simpler in terms of like what are the things that are always what are the principles that are always going to be true of shape change and postural positioning and movement? And then what are the things that what are the questions and the things that we can use to help sort of adjust um and what are the things that fluctuate from person to person and, and be, make it more individualized? Well, um, the the concept of of segments of your body that can move in opposition to one another, rather than having segments that always move together. So, you know, the ability to to turn your head on your neck versus like everybody's had a stiff neck at some point in time. They know what I'm talking about when the everything has to turn together. It's like the it's okay. Here we go. Uh, 1989, Michael Keaton, Batman turn. Yeah. Got the cowl on, can't turn your head, can't turn your neck. So that would be... Yeah, I, I can't wait to put a video of this in this podcast. <laughs> I know exactly be, the turn, just like the... That would, that would be an orientation. So this yes. is this, these are multiple segments that are moving together, okay? The goal to be able to access the greatest number of movement options is to have what's called relative motion. And so this is the ability to move segments, segments in, a, in opposition of one another, right? Over time... Um, uh, static behaviors, um, trying to chase a posture where you have to lock segments together is going to promote a, a reduction in relative motion. Um, your ability to breathe effectively, effectively without compensation. So this is no forced inhalation, no forced exhalation. Um, and people don't recognize when they're doing this. So that's a big part of the problem is that is like they get stuck into these behaviors that, that produce a reduction in the relative motion between segments that need to turn in opposite directions at the same time. And that actually restricts your breathing. And so some people are on the end of forced inhales and some people are on the end of forced exhales, right? And again, they don't recognize it because they get used to it. It becomes their, their, their natural behavior. But reestablishing what is considered normal tidal volume is actually a big chunk of the solution of reestablishing relative motions because that's where relative motions live. And so the right. way that you breathe, the way that you breathe is a, is an incredibly strong influence. So, so again, I'm talking about foundational. You can go back into, uh, Goldthwait, 1922. So he was a doc in 1922. Um, basically, the, and again, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact statement, but it's basically uh, breathing is movement, movement is breathing. Like we knew this 100 years ago, at least, if not more. Probably probably more so because AT still was like pre-1900. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it's we're, we're saying a lot of different things and it making, for someone that doesn't really understand what movement is, it can seem very complex and complicated, but you really only have two strategies in which to move. Yes, because we didn't. But, but, but again, so 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 um, people see typically levers and pulleys as movement. It's actually a useful model up to a point, um, but this is based on dead guy anatomy. So we take a cadaver, we see how the cadaver behaves, and then we say, well, 
this is obviously how humans behave, and that's not how we do it. Because we are a fluid-based being. You're a big bag of water and air. Those are both fluids, by the way. Um, and so they behave as such. And so the way that we move is actually by changing the physical shape of things. So when I bend my elbow, you could say, well, it's a lever and pulley, but it's missing some of the things that are actually required to have a lever and pulley model. It appears that way visually, but the reality is, is that that is a fluid-based shape change. That's how we do stuff. And so we have to squeeze uh, fluid out of areas and we have to let certain areas expand and that's how we turn, bend, squat, all of that stuff. So these are shape changes. And if you can't change shape, so just think about like a normal breath in, which would you feel yourself get bigger or you take up more space and then you, you feel the, the exhale and you take up less space. And now take that concept and apply it everywhere because your entire system changes shape every time you breathe. Your right. entire system has to move every time you breathe. Is it movement, a lot of movement? Not necessarily. But the area that's changing shape the most is what you can see. And so the, the, the more broad your emotions need to be, the greater the capacity for shape. But the foundation of that is your ability to take air yeah. out without coming. And when It's important for people to understand that your, your greatest potential for movement in any of the available directions as a human is going to be dictated upon your ability to expand into that direction. Yes. So that's yeah. what, if you're, so if you're seated, for instance, or you're standing and when you breathe, if you're not getting air to expand in all the available directions of the rib cage, you're only going to be able to move towards the area of expansion. For a lot of people who are trying to jam themselves posturally into these shoulders back, weight in my toes, chest puffed out, the only way that I can expand is going to be forward and up, which is actually going to keep perpetuating my falling forward uh, mechanism. That's going to keep everything tight along the backside, and it's just going to – it's a vicious cycle where people just lack the awareness to know that there's another way to do it. Right. And then eventually you're going to reach the capacity of the system and then you have no more movement available. Yeah. It's not a problem until it's a problem. Right. Well, the, okay. So here's the threshold. And this goes for anything, whether it's sensory awareness or anything like that. So yeah. this would be the point where you would start to recognize that something is going wrong. And then you have this accumulated change, right, before it even reaches your awareness. And then there's the one incident that might take you over that. And yeah. you go, you know, I never had this problem before. Yes, you did. It was just below the level of awareness based on your behavior. Yeah, you finally got put, you finally fell over the cliff. Like you have been, you go. you've been edging yeah, you towards the cliff. the cliff. Until you fall off the cliff, right? Yeah. And then once, once you're there, like if you keep, if you keep going forward as you're falling down the cliff, that's not going to help you. If you just keep doing the same things, it's like there's no, there's, you got to do something different if you want to have a different result. Insanity is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. So let's let's not get too. I don't want to get too. There's a lot we could just really dive into and completely go tangentially away from. But trying to come back to the posture thing, we've already briefly touched on the history of it. Um, I think you know the the beauty schools, the charm schools, the even fashion. I think has been a big dictator oh, yeah. of of postural changes over time. And then 
as soon as people can make money off of posture, they'll try to make commercial models and devices and all these sort of ergonomic chairs. And the whole idea of just ergonomics is driving me insane sometimes because you're just forcing people into doing right. the it's exact like, opposite but, but, of what we're talking about. Exactly. So, so they're perpetuating the concept of the ideal. They're saying this chair is better because we're going to stick you in the position yeah. that is best. It's like, no. Right. Here's a, here's a good mental model for people. Trying to there, you will often experience failure when you try to jam a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, let's go the opposite direction from the ergonomic chairs to the stand-up desk. Yeah, same problem. Yeah, it's, it's just because you are. Yeah, the if if you have an issue, if you have some type of injury and chronic injury, and there's and there's association between you standing up or you sitting down for long periods of time. The reason why there is a problem is because of how you are doing the thing. That right. you're talking about. Right. So it's if you go to somebody because that your low back hurts when you stand at your desk for two hours, the you, me treating your low back or doing something to your low back and giving you relief is not fixing the problem whatsoever. It's do like get as close to the thing that causes the issue as you can safely and then fix it. It's like if if you have someone, if you're a trainer or a therapist and someone comes to you with a running related injury, I don't know how many times I've talked to other therapists or coaches and been like, have you watched them run? And the answer 90% of the time is no. It's like, well, how are you going to help them with their running injury by doing glute bridges and goblet squats? Okay. That's going to require some specialized knowledge that a lot okay. of people don't have. So they're the wrong person, potentially. That's that's true. But, but the, so let's, okay, that's great. That's that's a great point. So if I so say I have a good amount of experience with with golf, um, but if I didn't, if I had a golfer come to me and then I tried to look at his golf swing, I wouldn't know what I'm looking at if I'm yeah. a normal trainer. So always having if someone has a, a golf swing related pain issue and then I'm trying to correct it by using the hammer and tools that I have, I'm going to miss the boat a lot of times. The question should always be, what's the thing? When does it hurt the most? Like what activity? Can we look at that specific activity? Do I have a certain degree of expertise in how that activity is supposed to happen? And if I don't, I need to get you to somebody that can. Right. Uh, but that, that even that line of thinking isn't what's common. It's people just trying to fix a, a separate problem with the tools that they currently have, thinking that the hammer and screwdriver that I have will work for everything. Right, which is which is why you know when when you have something that that is outside your scope, outside your capacity, not within your skill set, it would it would behoove you to help some, them find. Yeah, somebody. and that I think that has a that mental model has a specific name. I think it's called the circle of competence. Yes. Yeah, it's if any, if you, you have to know, you first have to have the awareness to know what is in your circle of competence and then the people in your network that you know are outside of your circle and you rely on them. So it actually expands the, the reach that you have. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't improve that, that concept. It's like, it's yeah. like this is where you gain experience and you add tools. Right. It's such a, yeah, it's such an, you have such an ability to improve yourself by hmm. doing so. And it's another another thing we've talked about before is have the outcome be more important than your ego. Yeah. As it should be. Yes. As long yeah. as something works, it shouldn't matter if you're you're always going to be wrong. Everyone is wrong. All models are wrong. Thank it's you. You're trying you're trying to help. Thank you, George Box. I mean, Thank we have Box. It's like we, we have it referenced. <laughs> we haven't talked about George. We, I, we talked about mental models and such. So it's like we as. 
as a an homage to George Box, I will try to find a good picture of him and we'll put that. I will I throw that that quote up on the screen because I don't even know what the guy. I don't know what the guy looks like. Oh, really? there is there is there is a picture of him. Um, okay, I I believe I believe that. But and we'll, it, we'll it usually to... has the quote with him. So yeah. So we we talked about history of it a bit. Um, we've talked about. I think the the more common things that people the way people see it is as a static representation and this stuck shape that's sort of locked in position that you 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 need tension in order to do it. So you're you're tall, your shoulders are back, your head, your chin is tucked, and your chest is out, squeezing. Okay, here you go. Quick quick historical frame of reference. So we talked about we we picked on the females mostly with the uh, the etiquette the charm school concept okay military yeah. postures military, military posture for the for the for the male it's it's so funny every time we have a topic and I get into the history of it something to do with the military, military. every time yeah. like we're gonna talk about walking and steps eventually it's like when did walking be and for fitness become a big deal when they when they instituted the fifty mile hike as a as a test for the military. Sure. Yeah. And then JFK got way into it. I don't want to get into that just yet because we'll have an episode. About well, that's that. a nice preview, though. You should you should leave that in. Well, yeah. So try try to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, yes. If there's yeah, if there's you know if any if any, also I want to I want to make sure that people know that they if they have questions they would like us and topics they'd like us to talk about that are commonly confusing to them that they can either email us at askbillhartman at gmail dot com or. Better yet, Bill and I both check the comments regularly. So if you leave a comment on the YouTube video, we have a we can have a couple of conversations running in those at the time. Um, and then if you know anyone that could use, if you have a client or you have a father, mother, brother, sister who is always doing these things because they say they're the right thing to do and they're constantly on this hamster wheel of injury and going to chiropractors, please share this stuff with them because I think it'll be helpful. Well, the, the, the pop and snap folks of the world who give you instant relief, but that's another one of those things. Like, I, you go, if I, I can, because we're talking about shape change and the ability to change shape. If something is in the way, I have a, a chiropractor, that can be a great way to, to influence shape change. But yeah. the problem becomes what happens in between my visits to the chiropractor? That's it's the real question. Can be useful. Doesn't mean it's always yeah. useful. Doesn't mean it's always applied effectively. Yeah. Right? You can be. It. I'd say it's, yeah, applied effectively. Well, in my experience, the practitioners who applied effectively are also the people who are considering what's happening that's causing the issue to begin with. But let's not, let's not pick on a, on a profession because, again, we're, we're actually talking about anything. Yeah, it could anything be massage applied. therapy. It could be physical therapy. It could be people stretching. People say, oh, planks are good for you. No, they might be good for some people in yeah, context situations. Yes. Well, it's, people people stop. Okay, so one of the main goals of our podcast is for people to don't don't settle without asking more questions. Right. Keep asking questions until you can't anymore. People say that planks are good. Okay, why are people why? saying that planks are good? And then if they say, well, it's because of this. Well, what about this thing is making the changes in these people? What right. about the person that did planks and their back still hurts? Why is that person the exception to the rule? Because if something is coherent and useful, there should be no exceptions. As you boil down to the first principles, right. when it comes to first principles thinking, there aren't exceptions because then you're not dealing with first principles anymore. Yeah, so so we're so now we're digging into Socratic. The most audacious right. philosophizer yeah. in ancient why? Greece. Why? 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 Socrates. That's an excellent way to try to 
to handle things like that. So Absolutely. we're, we, we're, um, now we're, we've sort of touched on everything so far. We've kind of talked about where it came from, what people's perspective is on it as this sort of static thing. And they're, they're just adding tension to areas that are already tense. There are compressing areas that are already compressed. They're adding more compression to try to jam themselves into like a this pole, straight up and down pole scenario. And then when they that changes how they breathe and where they place their center of gravity, and those things actually end up perpetuating the underlying issue in a lot of cases. So the perspective that we're going to try to be able to offer everyone is finding these static positions that allow for that expansion to go in all directions. So is there a simple way to, to kind of break that down? You mean, you mean to reestablish the ability to change? Yeah, yeah. Give, give them a, a better starting position that allows for adaptability. Right. But, but, to, but again, so, so we're, what we're doing is we're, we're setting them up in, in the end positions that they have access to. So we're always working in what we call an available space first. And then from that, because of the way we move into and out of those positions, we can actually expand the available space. That gives you more movement options. That gives you any number of postures that you may need depending on context. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good way to, to introduce the concept that's going to be the most useful for people to understand when it comes to posture. Like posture is not, is not a, a picture in time. Pictures in time can be useful, but it's how you move through because it's like a four, four dimensional representation because as I move through time and space, things change. That's correct. Reconsider is sponsored by Substance Nutrition. Go to substancenutrition.com, get your neuro coffee, better coffee, better brain, and synthesis, better protein, better body. Enter the coupon code RECON, R-E-C-O-N, and get free shipping on all of your orders.